Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. I'm Lee Charles, and you're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're so glad you can join us, but before we get into the word, let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for the miracles that you continue to do, do in our lives, Lord, and that we have the opportunity to be part of it, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you that we are vessels chosen by you, Lord, to go spread the light around us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for giving us the opportunity to be able to go to places that you have placed us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. We're glad to have you back with us for those that are returning or with us for the first time as we continue to study God's Word and uh, our study in the book of Acts. So we are still, yes, in chapter 2. The previous episode, you know, garnered some some conversation and discussion, and we are going to continue with that. So um, can I get a volunteer to reread? In Acts chapter 2, verses 40 through 47, please. I will. All right, promise. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Not all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who are being saved. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, in the previous episode, we were discussing how the apostles and all who joined them had all things in common, right? Yes. It yes. says in verse 45 how they sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And then, of course, the the reason is so they can continue daily in one accord in the temple, right? Yes. yes. But um, there was a, a few points that needed to be made, so I want to open up the floor for each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have, right? This, this is how we learn and grow together, all right? Yes, yes sir. So we, we don't have all the answers, but we do know the one that does. Amen? Amen. Mm. So who would like to begin? Again, I tell you, you should you should really join us. There's so much fun here. So <laughs> we were talking offline, so I had mentioned that I had some things I want to share. So as John's asking, as if it's uh, 
a question none of us know the answer to. Every head in the room turns towards me like, go ahead, Dean. You said you had something you wanted to say. So That's all right. No pressure, right? Right. No pressure at all. No. <laughs> so, so when all eyes are on you. Yes. All eyes are on you. Yes. <laughs> no, you could join us and you won't have all eyes on you. We we would love to connect with you. We'd love to, to get to know you, but just discuss the word together. And that's, I mean, there's life in that. And it, it is a lot of fun. So, yeah, please join us. And they were all together. Amen. And that's what that's what we do here when we get together and share God's word, talk about God's word. Um, uh, one of my favorite words is wrestle. We wrestle. <laughs> Don't wrestle. We wrestle. You know, as Southern boys, we wrestle with God's word. But we, we do wrestle with it we, sometimes, yeah. right? And and sometimes we wrestle not only what with what is there, but what isn't there, exactly. which is where I wanted to go. But I'm gonna. I, I forgot there was something else I wanted to share, and um, and Kamisha, you you can help me here. I, I think. Um, with your medical background, but um, when we talk about perverse, right, from the wicked and perverse generation, mm-hmm. right, um, it, it, we go to the inner linear. Okay. I'm going to continue to hammer everybody with that. It's a free That's app. Okay. You can get them all you want. It's really cool to go back to the original <laughs> words and dig through it. Um, the um, word is scolios. Hmm. Okay. So I'm, I'm guessing that's where scoliosis comes from. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's curvature, crookedness to something that should be straight. It's a deformity of mm-hmm. what is natural. Mm-hmm. Correct? Mm-hmm. The natural spine should not be shaped, it, twisted out of shape. Right? right. It shouldn't be twisted in an inappropriate way. So, like when we think about how the spine is designed, we would call it straight, but we don't mean like straight as in a ruler, but it, taking the path that it was divine, uh, designed, divinely designed to take and having the appropriate curvatures in the right places. But when it goes beyond that or takes, it goes outside of its natural design that God gave it, now there's a problem. Yes, and potentially at the extreme, it messes up every muscular signature that goes up to the entire body because of the spinal cord being housed in the spine mm-hmm. and electrical impulses are impeded don't go out properly movement uh, mm-hmm. yes pain all kinds of other mm-hmm. things that, that go out of whack with that but as we go into the definitions um uh specifically into the way the word is used and i think it's important when you understand the um what we've been pointing out about what's going on in this section, everyone sold all that they had mm-hmm. and gave to each other, right? So there would be no need, right? Mm-hmm. But the usage of that word, scolios, is crooked, froward, and untoward. So when we think about moving towards something, it's a coming together, Right. Mm-hmm. But an untoward is an opposite of that, right? I always say uh, I, I can check myself because I can tell if my heart is toward somebody or if it's against somebody. Mm-hmm. And when my heart is against somebody, I know I'm not operating in the spirit, right? I'm not listening to the Holy Spirit. I'm letting anger, um, hurt, whatever else come up. And then I'm, I, have, I have feelings towards that person instead of for that person, for their benefit, for their gain, for their glory, mm-hmm. which ultimately glorifies God, right? Mm-hmm. For their benefit and all that. And so how contrary that is to what was happening, because all were towards each other. Mm-hmm. But he's talking about this wicked, perverse generation, which was untowards each other. So what mm-hmm. what... When we're thinking about how neat this is that um, they were all together, what we don't understand, again, it's 
scripture doesn't clearly say it, but looking at the word usage and all, what it is is that the culture of that time was exactly opposite of that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Much like what we, many of us may think and feel that we're experiencing now mm-hmm. in, in our own culture, that's probably been consistent ever since the beginning of time. We can go back to Cain and Abel. I mean, but, right. but so, so but there's it's nothing really interesting that what was going on, I think, was clearly 180 degrees out from what culture was doing. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. why it stood out so much as well, too. Absolutely. That's why God was getting so much glory. So the other thing, uh, as I said, as we wrestle with God's word about what is there, but it's also what it isn't there. Mm-hmm. What isn't here for me, again, I'm not telling you the scripture says it, but it, it doesn't say they all quit their jobs. It doesn't say they were all slack hanging around playing guitars and singing Kumbaya. It doesn't say that. It says <laughs> that they sold all they had. And I'm not even sure when we, although the word all is all here. It doesn't, it doesn't say anything else. Um, and Kamisha, I'll step back and let you jump in at this part about the practicality of it. They wouldn't have sold their field and turned their deed over and abandoned their fields that no longer produced any crop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and you were talking about our God is practical. Yeah. We, sometimes when we come to Christ, we forget that he is a practical God. Wisdom comes from him. He alone is wise and there's no wisdom outside of him. So as you were talking about that, I appreciate your perspective, especially as a mm-hmm. business owner, per se, um, uh, per se, God wants us to be good stewards over what he gives us. And when you think about that, you know, we think of abandoning everything and just going, I'm coming for you, Jesus, but the earth is the Lord's right. And the fullness thereof and the world yes. and they that dwell therein. So when yes. God gives us something, now, there are times where he may say, sell this business, and I want you to come and do X, Y, and Z. Um, like Peter, for example, come on, leave the boat. I'm going to fill it up. Y'all going to have everything you need, but come and follow me, right? He did say that to him. But in most cases, the Lord is like, just you give me your substance. And so to take the field, like you were saying, Dean, and not just walking away from it, letting squatters come in, and then they're you know using the field for ungodliness, but taking the resources, as you said, and making a continual supply into the house and the people of God versus a one time, like you just sold it and, you know, dumped it and now you're destitute. And so is, you know, the money has run out or whatever, because there's not a continual working in the things that God has given you, the resources he's bestowed upon you. So um, I just appreciated that. And just knowing our God's heart, he gives bread for food and seed to the sower. So he does both things. And in order for both things to happen, there has to be a production or a working and the other things that God has given us. You know, Paul was a tent maker, not only for his own needs, but to bless the households that he was a part of and things of that nature as he was preaching the word of God. And like I said, sometimes we forget that when we we want to connect with God and commune with him. We forget as we go towards the spiritual that our God also cares for the natural things that we need as well. But I think a lot of times, too, that's the flesh, though, coming in because the laziness of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Right? We're looking for reasons. God does not. Oh, I'm trying to be careful. I find <laughs> and believe that God does not remove our responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Right? In fact, if anything, God raises and increases our responsibilities as we mature in Christ. 
Yes, he but does. There's some days like, man, really, God? What are they doing over there? You know, get like Peter and John. <laughs> you got, you got, yeah, you got you to you heaping some more up on here. And then I have to remember, you know, I, could, I got to get into praise. Mm-hmm. So I have a better perspective as to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He would not have removed them of the responsibility of what he'd given them stewardship over. Right. I, I think more likely that if they had a field, mm-hmm. that, that when they sold the harvest, Mm-hmm. Any excess beyond what was needed to buy seed for next year or buy some more mm-hmm. um, horses or mules to plow the field or anything like that, they gave that mm-hmm. to the body of believers. Even even to say they gave it to the church, they didn't give it to the temple is right. not what we interpret here either. So there was a very uh, wise way of applying this. It was not... I am freed of all my responsibilities and I don't have to worry about doing anything anymore. And I'm just sitting around mm-hmm. again, that, that mm-hmm. idea of what a commune is maybe in some people's eyes that everybody's, you know, a bunch of flower children, hippies with long hair and everybody's just sitting around like not, with nothing to do. <laughs> I don't think that's consistent at all. I don't think that's how God operates. God works. Mm-hmm. He's ordained work. He's ordained yeah. maintaining the, the world and all that he's given us. Mm-hmm. And, um, just think that for me anyway, that's the mm-hmm. way I process this whole section. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's not just what it is, but what it also isn't as well written here. Exactly. That, that's a, that's a funny thought. God didn't do one day of work and six days of rest, <laughs> seven, six days of work and seven, one day of rest. So understanding that about our father, yes, humanity does typically go towards the easy way. And we do have, there is an ease that comes with the gospel, but it's not the ease that we think. It is being able to now connect with our Heavenly Father without separation or the wall of enmity between us any longer. It's a a means of accessing the kingdom of God. And the kingdom is supposed to be here in the earth and it's supposed to spread, right? He told Adam to tend and keep the garden. There was no man to till the ground, which is why he didn't cause it to rain. In, that, in the garden at that time because work needed to be done so the worker needed to be in place. Not by the sweat of our brow or tedious labors in our flesh, but being attentive to the things and the work that God called us to. Um, so an example that I could say, um, I'm a mother and I couldn't just lay there next to my babies going, I'm a Christian mother, so now they're going to feed themselves and they're just going to Hallelujah, grow up and it's going to be great. No, I had work to do (laughs) and we still have work to do, but God helps me do the work, not relieves me of my obligation to do the work, right? So I I do appreciate that practical um, aspect, especially for people who believe they have a call to ministry. It's easy for them to feel like, all right, I'm going to be like the apostles. Well, except for Paul, the other apostles and tend to the work of the ministry and it didn't appear that we saw them doing other kinds of work or labors but okay it's just great let's rock it out let's do it and we're going to tend to the word but then there's other things as god brings provision that he gives us opportunity to partake of well you know and 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 yes we're not given that a lot of the apostles had professions or they worked in the sense especially the way that Mm -hmm. paul did but um I know the two of you may feel this, uh, John and Kamish. I know I feel it some days myself. And um, if you can't figure out those that are listening, I'm, I'm clearly an extrovert. I like being around people. And I'm, I'm, I'm a man of many words. 
Um, I like to talk. And um, that's okay. Yes, I mean we all have we all you know designed by God, but um, you know there are days when um, I'm like, okay, I've had enough. Everybody has drained me. Everybody has pulled from me. And the apostles were um, by no means slack Mm -hmm. in what they were doing. And I am Mm -hmm. sure that there were days that they just were completely exhausted and people didn't stop. I mean, you know, we, we know what they were seeking the miracles they did with Jesus. They were just mm-hmm. chasing mm-hmm. them down, seeking the miracle, seeking what they could give them. So mm-hmm. yeah, not working the mm-hmm. sense of it, but we definitely can't pursue it as if, again, this was a, a being released and relieved of all responsibility mm-hmm. and duty. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you put it pretty good. You didn't say this, but, but somebody's got to change in poopy diapers, you know, when they're little. I mean, you couldn't just say, well, I don't have to do that anymore. Ooh, I mean, somebody's got to wash the diapers. Right. I mean, they didn't have disposable diapers back mm-hmm. then. I mean, it's just, just mm-hmm. yes. Somebody's got to feed them. Somebody's got to train them. Somebody's got to, you know, do all of those things. Um, and, and the biggest part is do what God brings to your hands to do. Do what God brings to you to do that he makes you a steward over and that's your reasonable service of worship is to present yourself as a living sacrifice right and however that looks to god um sometimes we have our own perspective of how things are going to work how it's going to look you know we imagine that things are going to go a certain way and um when that imagination is in opposition or conflicts with the things of God, then sometimes it's, it can seem disillusioning or disappointing or um, hard to accept. But, you know, just, just remaining faithful to what God put in, put in your hands to do. And for the ones that he put on their heart to do this, and, you know, for some of them, you know, the, we have a good God who is very creative and he has different paths for all of us to fulfill one purpose and different roles that we'll play within that. So do what God tells you to do. Do it with gladness and joy in your heart and a good attitude and, and keep moving with him. But be a good steward um, over steward over anything and everything that he puts in your path. My love, did you have something you wanted to say? Yeah. Um, so there's two things. And, and Dean, I'm, I'm in agreement with you that for us being good stewards, and even here in, in the book of Acts. Maybe they were supposed to, maybe they weren't supposed to sell what they had, right? Um, if we go to Acts 4, it begins in uh, verse 32 through 37. It says this, it says, Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked for all who were possessors of lands or houses, sold them, and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each as anyone had need. And then it goes into, and and Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite from the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So there's a a few things here. They did sell, I'll say everything they had to follow Christ, right? And we were covering this a little bit 
in a previous podcast. That was in their heart to do. It's also what the Lord asked of all his disciples, right? Count the cost to see if you are are able, right? Mm -hmm. And also what he asked the rich young ruler. Are you willing to give up these things? That was on their heart to do was just to get rid of it. Now, Dean, I'm in agreement with you that we should be good stewards of what we have. And so if, and, and of course, that's, that's also a gifting. It's a, you know, to have a business mindset of, well, I could sell it and just have X amount of dollars that I can bless someone or a bunch of people or whatever that is. Or I can continue to, to through the Lord's leading course, turn out a profit, which can then be a bigger blessing for longer periods of time, right? Mm-hmm. But it's all in how the Lord is leading, right? Um, and, and of course, there, there's other stuff to cover, but it all comes down to, to this. And it's said in a couple different locations. Um, in John 3, John the Baptist makes this interesting statement. And he says, uh, a man can, and this is uh, John 3, verse 27. A man can receive nothing unless it has been given to him from heaven. And in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, um, I've got to find it. Paul says something similar. Um, he says, why do you, if you have it, why do you boast as if you're the one that did it? Um, let's see. I'll just say while you're thinking about that, be careful about that one too, because that could take us three episodes to talk about that. It, it as can well too, yes. because people want to twist that around about you know you didn't build it and and all that. So, right. Um, but God always gets all the glory. We can all agree amen. That. Amen. Amen. Um, let's see. I'll have to I'll have to look that one up. I know it's in First Corinthians. I want to see. Well, while you're taking a second on that, I just want to remind everybody again, we, we talk about it. Please consider joining us. We'd love to um, hear from you. Uh, you can reach out to us at a dayofprayer.org. Go to the website and connect with us there. There's also ways for you to give. Uh, there's also some more resources that are available there. There's some more podcasts in different subject matter coming up. Uh, Kamisha, you've got some things working there that, oh, yes. uh, that, that people may want to listen to. And uh, there's some more stuff coming, always new stuff there at the website. And you always have an open invitation to join us in person. If you want to, just reach out to us. Um, at, uh, and I've lost the email address Ministry. in my mind. Ministry. <laughs> at a day of prayer.org. Sorry, completely. That's okay. That's all right. We'd love to connect with you. Love to hear from you. Uh, please let us know how we can serve you, help you, pray for you. Amen. So thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Um, the scripture I was looking for is in First uh, Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. It says, for who makes you differ from another? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? Which goes back to every good and perfect thing comes from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there's no deviation, no shadow of turning, right? Each one did what was in his heart. And we... Right, you got to look at a, a couple different things. Many of these people that came, that the Lord was adding daily, they're still infants in Christ. Right, mm-hmm. that 
John talks about that in First John, like the there are infants, there are toddlers, there are adolescents, and then there are fathers, right? There's, there's we'll call it four stages of maturity in Christ, right? So how many times do our, you know, our children, if, for those that are parents, or if you're not yet a parent, remember from your own childhood where you're like, hey, this, I think this is a good idea and I want to do it, right? And, and you have, you know, right or good reasons behind it, but it may not be how the Lord's leading you, right? So you can kind of see that maybe here as a possible. It's not written, right? But it's a possibility that, hey, we just want to be with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because you also see how in Acts chapter 6, oh, sorry, excuse me, in chapter 5, it talks about how these individuals that were being added daily were constantly submitting themselves to each other, to the apostles' teaching, right? Prayer, all those things. But it says how when the apostles would go to the the temple and be in Solomon's porch, right? They, the apostles, were all in one accord. This is in uh, chapter 5, verse 12. But it said, none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. So they weren't just, as you were saying, doing this commune, you know, just all hanging out like, well, today we would consider it like a cult, right? That, that's not what was happening here. Of course not. Jesus right? is the original. Amen. Thank you, thank so, you everybody. so, but what was happening is people's heart was, I just want to be near the Lord. I want to grow in relationship with the Lord. I want to remove those things mm-hmm. for, that would be potentially in opposition. And there's also a demonstration of trust and faith in the Lord to provide all of their needs. And then there's that willingness to be a blessing to someone else, mm-hmm. right? If I have the means and ability to be a blessing today, why wait till tomorrow mm-hmm. to help them? So you see that aspect of faith carried out as well. And then there is a, a third one. And, and Christ even preached this in Matthew, right? Uh, Matthew four seventeen says, From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And yes, he was talking about himself. But do we not also see this throughout Scripture? How it talks about he's coming soon? That was a mindset that he's coming soon. Now, again, we can have good intentions. We can think things are right and act according to those thoughts, right? That's why the Lord tells us to bring our plans before him, right? Mm -hmm. Bring your thoughts, bring your plans before the Lord so he can guide them. Again, there are a lot of, at this time, spiritual infants who just, hey, the Lord's coming soon, so I've got to prepare myself right? Mm-hmm. I, I have to be ready. Now, there is wisdom in how we should approach that, but that is a great mindset to have. The Lord's coming soon, so am I ready now, right? Aren't we told to make ready a people prepared for the Lord? Mm-hmm. Well, that's yes. now. Now, there's also the, let's be a good steward over the things that he's given us, as you were saying, Dean, until he returns, Let's let him lead us and guide us. It's not, uh, and I I said this in the previous episode, it's not that we have to live as paupers. We don't have to give everything away. Let's be a good steward. Let's wisely manage what he's given us to watch over. 
And, and, and again, with everything and in all things, do what God tells you to do. Amen. Um, that, you know, as we're, we're examining this and just knowing God's character and his nature, there were people probably on all spectrums of this. Absolutely. Um, just because God is faithful and he understands what's needed and he is a wise God in everything. I mean, he only, he only behaves wisely. Um, Isaiah 58 well, versus, honey, real quick, before you say it, okay. we know that they were in all spectrums of this because um, it tells us that in um, chapter, oh, I'm in the wrong place, I'm in Corinthians, I need to get back to Acts, I believe it's Acts chapter 4 or 5, um, again, it's jumping ahead a little bit. Okay, what are we looking for? Uh, it's in chapter 5, verse 16, right? Actually, it was in that same section, 12 through 16. But it talks about how, I'll start in verse 14. The believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches. Then at least a shadow of Peter passing might fall on some of them. And in verse 16, also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities of Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were healed. So there's a wide variety of people. And actually, as, we're, as I read that, I'm reminded of David, who is literally on the run for his life in a cave. And all of a sudden, there's this, uh, I'll say a multitude, but there was a significant amount of people that were also on the run for their life that were, you know, I'll say tormented by Saul, that went to David looking for help and assistance while he's trying to survive. And uh, so, but what happened? They were built up. And uh, so, this is in the same, I'll say, vein here. Mm-hmm. And there are people that just respected David. And There's that as what well. And God said and wanted to be a part of that as yes. well. Um, really quickly, Isaiah 58, verses 6 through 8, says, Is this not the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out, when you see the naked, that you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh? Then your light shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. So, in my Bible, I have a, in Acts chapter 2, verse 45, where it talks about sharing their possessions um, mm-hmm. with everyone, has a, a reference to this. And this, you, you see that the Lord keeps referencing that they were in one accord and um, sharing things and having all things in common. That is a, a signature and a sign of the Lord. And that comes, that comes from him. And as he wants to do that, and you, you think about that, having a place to welcome in the homeless, God wasn't trying to create more homeless. He was creating places so that his people were covered and cared for. So just as we move with him and move with the Holy Spirit, let us think on what he wants us to do and not try to replicate anybody's behavior, but have our own re- relationship with the Lord and hear authentically and genuinely what he would have us do. He always makes sure that he, his word agrees Amen. with us, with the life that he's telling us and with himself. He always makes sure that he brings about his agreement 
So we're faithful. Uh, we can be faithful and trust him that he'll make it right. And not after we've, you know, like, not because we're making so many mistakes and not saying like just willful sin, but God is going to bring us to the place that he wants us in one accord with his vision. And then you'll notice that the one accordness will start lining up with the other people that he's bringing together. So yes, he's faithful over all things. He is the redeemer of our souls and he is a faithful guide and a just, just God and a loving God. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for today, and we thank you that you supply all our needs according to your riches and glory, Lord, that you bless us beyond measure, Lord, and that you keep us from the wicked one, and he can't touch us, Lord. We thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you that you are almighty God, and you sit on the throne, Lord, in heaven, and the earth is your footstool, Lord, and we are your servants lord that we gladly choose to serve you god we thank you for touching our lives and changing us lord we thank you for those that you are adding to your kingdom even now lord that they're being blessed and transformed lord into the image of your son jesus christ who is the firstborn among many brethren lord we thank you for your blood that covers us and protects us lord the armor that you have equipped us with lord the truth of your word god and we just thank you for all those things in jesus name amen in Jesus' amen. name, amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. and Have a wonderful day. We hope you've enjoyed listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. This year, Pastor John and I are believing for 1,000 new partners to believe God with us and join in the work of the ministry. God is doing great things through A Day of Prayer, and we want you to be a part. If the Lord has placed on your heart to partner with us, please contact us online at adayofprayer.org. Click on the menu and select partner. Complete the form and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you again. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.